From the dawn of time we came, moving silently down through the centuries, living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering, when the few who remain will battle to the last. No one has ever known we were among you. Until now. That's right, folks. It's Heroes Asylum Movie Watch Along. Uh, I think this is our fifth one, and we are finally doing The Highlander, 1986 classic movie. I think uh, oh, Ricky Bobby said it best. It, it, it should have won all the fucking Oscars. So Should have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Should have. Yes. I agree with you 100,000%. Well, no, you, you agree with Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. You're last. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, folks. So, so here we are. We are doing <laughs> the Highlander uh, 1980s classic movie. Classic. Uh, you know, you had your Sean Connery, uh, Clancy Brown, Christopher Lambert, Queen. Oh, you, Queen how could you go it. wrong with any of that? And this is the second soundtrack that Queen did for a uh, movie. So, oh, technically though, never released soundtrack though. That is something we will talk about though. Really? Yeah. No, there was never a soundtrack released for Highlander with Queen. Really? Um, it was See, now, I find that fascinating. I thought they made a soundtrack for this. No, they did. They were only going to do one song, and it branched out to, I think, a total of eight songs. They never released it as a soundtrack, but they released it under the Queen album of It's a Kind of Magic. Kind of Magic. Oh. That's, yeah, they never they never did that. So it's, you know, it's one of those... One of those hidden little gems and hidden little facts we're going to cover throughout this one today. So, folks, we have gone our Wayback Machine dialed up. Are you ready, sir? Are you? I am always ready, sir. All right. Make sure. There we go. And we're going to kick that back. It jumped on, on me so fast. So <laughs> then in three, two. All right, folks. With three, two, one. Play and play. Yes, yeah, one of those unknown studios back in the eighties. Studio Canal. Yes, uh, one of those little known ones. Oh, still the good old Canon. <laughs> good old Canon. What happened to Canon? Are they still around? I don't know if they got absorbed or if they if they uh, you know absorbed into one of the other buyouts or hmm. or what. So you know, when I saw this is awesome. Yeah. No, it's funny. It's funny. It's one of those few things that people don't realize. We when he recorded this, that echo effect, that amazing echo effect. It's because he was in the bathroom. <laughs> they, really? Yeah, they recorded this in the bathroom and that that perfect echo when they got it back into the studio they're like we're not changing that <laughs> that's perfect oh, oh. goose goosebumps i, I still kind of get goosebumps when i hear that you know maybe it wasn't intentional for queen to do a quote-unquote soundtrack for these guys but it the music just fits so well that's one of those things that I've always told you, like soundtrack married to the movie itself. Oh yeah, 
they go hand in hand. This movie goes hand in hand. Oh yeah, definitely. But like, like I was saying, yeah, they originally went in for one song. They were going to do lay down one song, and they watched a rough draft of it, and they fell in love with the movie. Movie they all did. So you had uh, Brian May, who wrote, you know, the classic ballad of all times. You know, who wants to live forever. You had um, the drummer, and I'm drawing a blank on the drummer's name now. I had it written down. Uh, but he wrote uh, Princes of the Universe. You had Freddie write another one. And then you had the one track from Queen, or actually probably more Freddie, that has never been released. Is Freddie's version of New York, New York. New, New York, yeah. It's in this movie. It's oh, it's yeah. in the movie, but it, nobody – it's never been released as a single. I think it was on a – was it on – he did a solo album. Was it on there, nope. I think? Nope. It's really? one of those rare – Rare little songs. Russell McKay. Now, as big wrestling guys, when I saw the opening of this and oh, I saw the Freebirds, no, I'm yeah, going nuts. Yeah, so I'm I. like, what is this? Like, are the Freebirds immortals or something? Yep, that's what I thought too. I was like, you can't go wrong with the Freebirds. Come on, Michael P.S. Hayes. That's what I kept thinking. <laughs> I was like, is he going to fight Michael P.S. Hayes? <laughs> now, what's funny is this was originally supposed to be an NHL hockey game, but when. Uh, when the NHL NHL saw what the movie was about and what they were gonna, they didn't want to have a uh, a violent movie be tied to their sport. What? <laughs> yep. It was originally gonna be hockey, and it's that in a hockey was it was supposed to be the hockey that that basically causes a a, a flashback, a you know a PTSD flashback is what he's having right now. You know, as he's seeing this violence, he has a. Yo, flashback to when he was younger. There's T- Tonga Kid and Greg Ganya yep. in the ring right there. I love how it just zeroes in on him. Just I know. Sitting just, in the crowd. Yeah, when I watch this, it's like just how they did that in a crowd that yeah, big. Yeah, that lighting effect in, in that big, and he stands out. Yeah. He's just sitting there. <laughs> young Michael PSAs, man. Look at that. Do, do, do. So good. Yeah, and a, and a young Christopher Lambert, too. I mean, this was his second English speaking movie. Uh, the first. This is what, there we go. The first flashback. Yeah. I wonder if Braveheart was inspired by this, like a little bit, as far as the times go. I, I mean, that's may, all. Might be. I mean, for them to go, oh, you know, Braveheart's a Scottish movie, and it's a wild is that, That's yeah. Is that Rikishi? I thought it was a Tonga kid. Is that maybe? I think it was a Tonga kid. I might have to. I have to go back and look at that. I didn't. I, I didn't. I always. I always saw the, the Freebirds. I never really looked at the the other team. Yeah, that's what I was. I was trying to say. I was, I was Tonga kid and looked like. Um, who was Brad Armstrong's brother? Didn't he have an older brother? Neil. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We're a bunch of wrestling geeks, so. Now, when he's walking through this parking lot right now, you can just feel like this is like what is going on here. Because at, at this moment, you don't know what this movie's about. No, no, you so no clue. Because honestly, if you looked at the the uh, flyer that they put out here in America, he looked like a fucking serial ra- rapist. Yeah, that's all. It, 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 it honestly, was. it reminded me of a racer head. 
the 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 poster yeah, because for this. He, look at him. He's he's kind of dressed almost like a child pedophile. Well, no, the, no, the, the, the sneakers and like the, the trench coat. No, the poster. No, I'm talking about the movie poster. If you oh, went okay. and saw this, but you, you had the movie posters in front, all it was was a black and white picture of a close up of his face. That was it. So going into this movie, if you, unless you caught a trailer, and, and again, trailers weren't easy to find back then. Nope. That's all you saw. And the, and the poster looked like. Like I said, a racer head. If you if you remember that poster, it was black and white, and just the character's face. Now, how does he have that sword inside of his trench coat? Yeah, that's an immortal secret. All right, he's immortal. He can stick it anywhere. You know, he just yank I'm just, it out. I'm just, I'm just saying because he was bending down when some. He he hides that sword throughout this movie like crazy. Oh yeah, I mean that's the katana sword, which was used not only by him but um, his predecessor Duncan McLeod, I believe. No. Oh. No. Duncan had a different one. You sure? I thought it was the same katana. No, I don't. I don't believe so. We didn't. I didn't. I have to. Well, I have to look that up. I yeah. thought it was the same one. So when the uh, the writer of this uh, Gregory uh, Wyden. When he was actually on vacation in England, and what what got him to write this was he was looking at a a suit of armor, and just his thought was, what would that guy be like right now if he was still alive? What would that person be like? And that's where he came up with this movie. It was a and he didn't even do the movie first. It was a it was a story for one of his college classes, and uh, completely different. Um, Immortals were allowed to have children. Uh, there was no Heather. Uh, Connor did not get chased out, you know, out, out of his village like, um, like is you know shown here. He actually left on his own. The uh, let's see here. And actually, in one of the scenes that he he originally had written was Connor was actually at one of his son's funerals. Oh wow! Uh, there was no quickening. There was no prize. Uh, the Kurgan was just some violent knight he knew. So a lot had changed from the original script and, and the original story that he had written. Some I think could have stayed in. I think the the children aspect could have stayed in because I mean that uh, a, a scene of Connor going to see his son's funeral it would be, be powerful. yeah very powerful. That'd be very powerful. And realizing he's had to do this over and over and over now, again. What is the purpose of this old man flipping? It's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, <laughs> I mean, when you're immortal, I mean, do you get to do backflips? I guess this guy has to be over 200 years old. So I'm guessing that's when he died, because that's when the immortal thing kind of kicks in when you first die. Yeah, your first death is supposed to be when you stop. That's how I remember in, uh, one of the episodes in... Uh, the, the TV show, like, they, you know, there was a, a retarded kid or special needs child, sorry, that wasn't actually an immortal. And, you know, they had to work with him. Connor McLeod has the cool katana sword and this guy has some kind of hand-me-down prop from an <laughs> antique store well he was they all uh they all had their own special ones
pretty powerful sword. The quickening. So other actors that were supposed to uh, or were considered for this for McLeod? Mel Gibson, you kind of made that 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 connection with Braveheart. Yeah, uh, Kevin Costner was a, was a one of once considered. Um, Thinking, yeah, we got to yeah. think younger Kevin Costner at this point. Okay, okay. Um, let's see who else? Patrick Swayze. Nah, nah, I couldn't see that couldn't, one. Couldn't see him in there. Sting. Mm, yeah, that one's that one. I might be able to see. I could, I could yeah, yeah, okay. And then a, a Michael, my, young Michael Douglas. Nah. And then there was a rumor that Hulk Hogan claims that he was up for the role too. Uh but <laughs> but but by this point the only role he had had was Thunderlips. Yeah. I and uh, on uh, uh what were, <laughs> I was reading something and one of the people that was uh talking about you know Hogan he he was like we may think that Hogan may have been confused and that he may have been up for the wrestling part. Yeah, that's, that's that okay. not the actual acting. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be. I mean, I, yeah, I, I just, it can only be one brother. I just don't hear it. <laughs> there can be only one brother. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just. You know how long I've been around? <laughs> Man, the cops got there real fast. Oh, yeah, it's New York. You know how quick they are. <laughs> Jesus. Like, it usually takes them forever. Yeah. Ah, flashbacks. Yeah, nice. I like that. The, I like that transition though. Me too. I mean, one, this is one of the few movies that actually the, the flashbacks actually just work, and they're part of the story. So, so Lambert's accent, because it's not really Scottish. It's not really anything. Any- yeah, it's kind of like his own. Well, he's he's French, so and it's not really French either. They, uh, he actually had to learn to speak English for this movie. Like he knew really? some English, but for the most part, he had to really learn to speak English. His only other speaking English speaking role was a uh, uh, Greystone. Uh, Tarzan, Legend of Tarzan. Yeah, yep. that was. And any of you think he really didn't have much role, you know, speaking in that either. So I mean, there's that's why uh, there's even like one scene in here. One of the cops is like, "Yeah, you got a funny accent, Nash. Where are you from?" He's like, "Everywhere,", Everywhere. And, and that's why it kind of worked for this movie because if you were this old and lived everywhere, you kind of would probably have picked up accents from everywhere. Yeah. I'm guessing this is in Scotland. I believe right? so. I didn't actually. This is one thing I didn't look for their filming locations but i'm pretty sure they went to scotland for this because not a lot of places look look like that oh are they burning that cross in the background yeah you find we got on your side you're burning a cross back there lady (laughs) god is about to say screw you this is why he dies, lady. Yeah, man. I never, I never noticed that. Wow. Neither did I. It's, huh? I may have to look that up and see if there's some, yeah. some reasoning behind that. 
filmmaker have an issue? I mean, yeah, the director, pretty much all the director had done at this point was uh, music videos. Oh, there the, he is, yeah. a young Clancy Brown. Yes. I know they cast Frank Angela as Skeletor, but damn, I think a Clancy Brown could have done a better oh, job. Oh, he could have. The the, uh, the film crew uh, didn't want to be around him. They He scared them to death. Because of just how he looked, not just in this, not in this, just to this getup, but also in the you know present day or the 80s present day. That they just he just stood there and he just kind of freaked everybody out. So he, they're like, yeah, no, we don't want to be around him. I mean, big, tall dude with a deep voice. Oh yeah, there we go. I'd be afraid too. But but it's funny. I mean, because we've gotten we've gotten to know him more. You know, with his later career, his voice acting. Yeah, career. his voice actor acting's been great. Because he's been what Luther? I mean, he was Lex Luther, I think, in the Justice League. Um, I mean, he's just like, the list of what he's done is unbelievable. Even to the point that he's uh, he's on SpongeBob. He's Mr. Crab. That's right. He is Mr. Crab. I did. I didn't realize that. I saw the. I saw it on, on his uh, resume, and I'm like, what? See, I remember <laughs> him from being. He was the. Um, I believe he was the drill sergeant in uh, Starship Trippers. Mm-hmm. So he's been around. Oh yeah, yeah. Clan- Clancy has a long, long history of uh, of movies. But yeah, just uh, to think that the, the Kurgan is a uh, is is on a ch- children's show is Mister Mister Crab. How do they know what Connor McCloud looks like? Yeah, are, are there pictures of him weird. running around or just? I mean, is he, is he on a wanted poster? I mean, yeah. they, they send a picture out on email. Was there Instagram back then? Don't yeah, fight this yeah. guy. Uh, yes, I mean, so, well, it's Connor. McCle- How do we know that? Oh, don't fight Connor. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants, obviously Highlander for Clancy. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption, probably one of my top ten movies. Great. Oh, it's great. Uh, He's one of the prison guards. Yep, yep. Uh, Starship Troopers, which you had mentioned, uh, one movie we had already we've already done. Don't forget Buckaroo Bonsai. That's right. He was he was first on that one. So he has been in quite a bit. I mean, you look through the uh Oh, uh, he Avatar as well. He was uh, in Avatar. Now, here's the weird thing about this. Okay, so I'm guessing this is the first time that Connor has been killed. Yes, his first quickening. All right. So technically, if he took his head, he's not immortal yet because he hasn't died yet. Well, it's once you. Like, this is his first yeah, death. I mean, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. I kind of. That's a little hokey. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I never really thought that far about it. Oh, and Clancy was in one of your favorite movies of all times, oh, Green God. Lantern. Uh, he he played a uh, parallax. That's right. He was the voice of that yeah. giant poop cloud. Poop cloud. Poop cloud, man. Poop cloud coming to get you. We have parallax in a movie. What do we do? We're gonna make him a giant poop cloud. But yeah, now you look. You look at his his list of movies, TV shows. It's just he he has ra- raised several generations. That's oh. a police brutality. Yeah, come on, man. Well, come on, man. You got rights. 
You can't arrest him without probable cause. Oh, nice. Okay, there's cause right there. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, but if they brutalized him first. <laughs> Pal. To, don't move. Don't even breathe. Sounds like typical, a bad. I know. Typical WAP cop. And 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 uh, and, and that, uh, he can be reached at Kane at HearsAsylum dot com, folks. Just to put <laughs> so that we were talking about Queen um, and their songs. Uh, there were other artists actually they were looking at because Queen originally, like I said, Queen originally only wanted to do the one song and out they were going to go. But they had other ones in the running to uh, do some more songs. Um, Want to fancy a guess? Sting. Yeah, we got one, right? Yeah. Um, hmm, the English beat. No, but you're in the you're 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 staying in the right path. Yeah, I figured it had to be one of the English bands, Def Leppard, maybe. Uh, no, Duran, 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 Duran. Duran. Nah, I don't think yeah. Duran Duran would work. Duran and, and his brother Duran, and and uh, the, uh, Mr. Bowie himself. Well, really? Yeah, David. Yeah, which I could see. I mean, you think I, back, I could see Bowie. I could see Bowie pulling it off. Well, I mean, with him and like Queen, there was very a lot of similarities, especially in the '80s with some of their songs. Not saying you could mistaken one for the other, but there was definitely some similarities to the music. I can see the Highlander. <laughs> he looks so flaccid as a dead guy. You would be too. I'm just saying. I love this guy. <laughs> Jesse, yeah. there's some of the most. He's so nonchalant about him. Yeah. There's a headless dude. And he's just drinking coffee. He's like, yeah, you know, happens all yeah. the time. Freak. Uh, they're, okay, they're, they're back inside the garage, right? Yeah. That's why you okay, saw a couple so, of those so, same people. So why did they bring McLeod back down to the garage to arrest him again? Did That's they? a little weird. Yeah, you, you just saw him. When they were like handcuffing him and, and from behind. Oh, I thought that was. Oh, I no, didn't that was that. him. Was like, that? Oh. So, they, so they arrested him up top only to bring him back down to arrest him again. That's bad editing. <laughs> so that's awful. Is that Orioles hat getting passed around? Because that's the second time I've seen that thing. I think it is. All right, you're done with the scene here. Put it back on that. Put it on that dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what? Like Jedi mind trick him, pretty much. Yeah, look at him. Oh, he's about ready to like, like, yeah, he's about ready to break. 
Dude, I did it. I did it. What'd you do? I don't know. I did it, man. (laughs) Now, that reference is to a deleted scene that we will never see. Um, First fault. No, it wasn't him. Kurgan, actually. Oh, it's a scene that was is now lost the time. Uh, there was a, a fire at one of the storage units of this scene of the scene of of a fight between uh, Kurgan and Fassel, and uh, it was basically in a office building. And there, the only thing that's left surviving that is somebody was taking uh, pictures during that time. Hmm. Of of them filming, and it was just basically, you know, just kind of in, like I said, just a just a standard little, you know, office computers everywhere and stuff like that. Uh, there was also another one. Um, the one that the reason this one is so it was so interesting. I would lo- love to see it. Is Vassal the guy that got killed? Was um, he was uh, just fighting with a two with two swords. Like we're used hmm. to seeing all the immortals with one. That's the one reason why I think it would be kind of cool to see that. Hmm. And another scene, which is doesn't probably doesn't really need to be seen, but there was a scene where McLeod meets uh, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Nice. Damn. <laughs> There we go. Man, you think the Kurgan would drive a cooler car than that Lincoln? What are you talking about, man? That's, that's pimp car right there. Oh, I didn't notice that he uses his name to sign in. He did Kr- uh, Kruger, not not to Kurgan. Oh. Yeah, it's close. Some people carry guns. This guy carries a fucking sword. That's the one thing. I've never seen a sword that you could build. Yeah. Well, he's been around long enough. Yeah, but I just don't know how, how like sturdy it would be. And I mean, as he's putting it together, why is he not cut the crap out of his hands? I mean, he is. Especially when he, when he goes to put that middle blade piece together. You'd think yeah, he'd, he'd, Jesus. And that sword has to weigh a lot, too. It's got to have some weight on it. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, what I didn't get to mention during the first sword fight was the uh, the sound effects with the swords clanging. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, I always dug the, that sound. I'd be fascinated to know how they got that sound. Of course you are. That voice. crazy how this movie still holds up too yeah i mean there's a few things like that printer yeah, but, <laughs> the pr- yeah. printer just, just the, as i say that yeah. <laughs> yo you think it does look at this oh yeah well there's <laughs> look at the old ibm computer sitting right there oh yeah <laughs> and you were saying <laughs> i take that back. yeah yeah it still does if you take out the the uh you know the technology equation which there's not much in here, you know. No. They've been trying to remake this movie for years. Oh, God, yeah. I'm trying to think who's been attached to it. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was attached for a while. Yes. Yeah, not- Cruise, definitely not. Uh, yeah, that one I couldn't see. Nah. I always thought Clive Owen would have been a good fit in this movie. Yeah, he would have. He would have been like could have been like the Ramirez type. Well, there for a while. I mean, if this was actually the kickoff of Sean Connery coming in and no longer being that suave leading man, this was the beginning of his mentor phase. If you think of from here on out, that's pretty much what he had. Presudio, yeah. um, what else was it that he did? Uh, you know, well, this is years later, but you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But he was pretty much uh, this, you know, this this mentor person. I think maybe if you look at, I mean, like Hunt for Red October, maybe. But he was even even then he kind of fell into a mentor. Yeah, but he was with, a, he was like an older. On the run, general. So yeah, but like like I was saying, even then you you still had him sort of, sort of in there as the mentor role, even even in that one with um with Alec Baldwin. Yeah, uh, Justin or Ryan Reynolds, Justin Lin, even Tom Cruise. Oh, but Batista would be pretty good for the uh, Kurgan. Kurgan, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a... Uh... You know what I wish they always did instead of, and how we're, we're going to get there eventually, and, and I guess yeah, it's me, I always like to rock the boat at the beginning, but instead of the sequels we did get, my hope for this before we even got that 
lovely first sequel was a sequel more about them and what they did in the past you know what was the kurgan other than just this massive you know beast and what was ramirez what did he do or the other immortals that were out there that's why i sort of like the show because they delved a little bit into it but i think they needed to go deeper into into that yeah they never they, they explain like some other things like the watchers that that's mostly a yeah. tv show thing and I mean, I understand. But you're right. Never, never like the past characters. Never like what happened with the Kurgan. Where did the quick yeah. thing come from? Who was like they explained it later on, but like who the first immortal was, which I thought was kind of hokey. But you know, who? How did they explain the first immortal? That he was Adam. Oh, Adam okay, Eve. okay, okay. See, I never I, the only the oldest immortal I remember them talking about was um, what's his face uh, in. In the Highlander, the mo- the TV show, uh, where he was also one of the the. Uh, the four horsemen uh, of death. I yeah, think. yeah, I remember. Yeah, that like he one was too. like the oldest immortal out there, and but I don't remember them ever talking further than you know that about the true origin, other than yeah, they they they, they had an episode on that. Yeah, they, I'll have to look for that one. It was pretty. It. it was pretty good, actually. This is what I like about the movie. You know who the bad guy is and the good guy is, and they don't waste any time. They're going to fight now. Runnings, that running 80s track shot right there. Look at that. Ouch. Sorry, beat him up with a pipe. I'm amazed at the speed of the New York police. I was just city. getting ready to say that. <laughs> like, like seriously. I mean, they are Johnny on the know, spot. If you, know, if you know anything about the New York City Police Department, <laughs> And you call it anything, they take at least 30 to 45 minutes to get anywhere. In this movie, it's literally seconds. Wait a minute. You wanted to walk her home. (laughs) Now you don't want anything to do with her? Well, that was... uh, Okay. No dental work, buddy. Dental work. There we go. Yeah, and I love the fact that the priest guy—he's—he's rocking a mohawk. Oh hell yeah! I mean, that's just. Now, if your boy just died and he came back and he looks healthy as an ox, are you going to treat him like shit like they do here? That's well, his fucking family. Yeah, but it's 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 the old times. So they were superstitious. I guess it's on the heretic and, shit and all yeah. that. But this is like that's your brother. But, but back then, they they still believed in you know demons and spirits and. But he like why do they blame him? He didn't do anything. It's the devil. 
Yeah. That's when we need an Iron Maiden song. Sex, sex, sex. See, they just fucking threw him onto the bus. That's messed up. Damn. I mean, fucking countryman, that's your brother. You I fought along, and, and then you, you want to fucking kill him. Well, not too far from today's society, so. And you got to realize just a few hundred years after this happened, you know, we were burning people at the stakes for being yeah, witches. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we were. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you just realize the time frame. So you look at this guy is like what, an intelligent dude. That's the big boy. He's like, you know what? I still love you like a brother, but you got to leave. And again, like I was saying in the original script, this didn't happen. He He left on his own. Because crazy lady was like after him. Wasn't this girl his girlfriend? Yeah. No. I'm going to name steak after you. (laughs) Angus Steakhouse. Isn't there an Angus Steak? No, there's just an Angus Steak Burger. Yeah. I think there is an Angus Steak house. I think there is an Angus Steak house. I have to look that up. Did Queen do the score too? Don't believe so. I think they I think they took some of their hooks. Because it sounds very queeny like the uh, score. This is a great transition right here. Hell of a night. I'll tell you what, if I was an immortal, I would love to have a pad like this guy has. Oh, yeah, this is a nice place. Oh, I made mean, a nice place. It's got to be an immortal to afford the rent there. Again, like what we were talking about beforehand, back in the 80s, everybody had a warehouse apartment. Yeah, that was the big thing. Try to find a warehouse apartment nowadays, it costs like two grand. Yeah. Two grand. Yeah, do you think it's just two grand? No. <laughs> you haven't checked prices around nowadays, have you? <laughs> I'm just being. <laughs> You're talking almost two grand just for a, just for a two-bedroom, regular two-bedroom, two-bath apartment in this town. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, Pretty much. Yeah, that's that room. That's room. Yeah, I, 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 love, this room. I love this room. This is what drove me to want a story. Me, me, you know what? I was just thinking the same thing because literally for every object on that wall that he has, yeah, is a story like behind it. Like, where did he get that shield? Like, when was he in Japan? Like, what? Like, there's tons of stuff. 
Well, that's why I liked the uh, that one movie. I, uh, the, I'd like to put it on one day, you know, uh, you know, eventually. But uh, the man, you know, man from Earth, that one I was showing you about the the you know, this immortal. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and that's really fun because he talks about it because it isn't an action movie like this. It's a, it's a lot of you know talking back and forth between the characters, and he tells stories of I did this and I did that and. I gotta be honest. He traded up when he got this. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that other that K girl was nothing. Well, it was the, the ginger. So you yeah. got to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he kind of lucked out, man. He left his clan. They they basically banished him. Yep. He got a hotter girl and a castle. Yep. Yeah. He just come. I, I, you come across castles all the time, don't you? Yeah, but he uh, he just took it. Yep. That's mine. Now, who is this chick? Did she do anything else after this? I, you know, I don't know. And this is what a Scottish accent sounds like. <laughs> it's more Connery than accent. <laughs> Well, if you look at this, you have you have a Frenchman playing a Scotsman, and you have a Scotsman playing an Egyptian. <laughs> so, like, they had like little confused. Look at that! He's wearing peacock feathers. That's why he calls him a a Spanish peacock later. I like that hat. She actually returned for uh, Highlander Endgame. I did not realize that. Probably just a cameo. Probably, yeah. But it looks like a lot of just move or TV shows, Prime Suspects, yeah, MacGyver. She probably retired. I'm just guessing. Um, no, she's still going. The last movie that came out was The Corner. Was she like her late? Or that's a, a yeah, that was a, a TV show. Yeah, fifty six. Okay. BD Edney is her name. Yeah, Highlander in the name of the father. Yeah, that's the rest of it was all TV shows. Yeah, she's kind of like a more TV actress than. She definitely got curvy. Yep. Yeah, you look at pictures then and now, you're like, no, it can't be her. But it is. No big screen TV. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, and I don't think they had those back then. Well, they had big TVs back then. Yeah, I mean, not the big. Yeah, but he's a he's a reader. You know, he's on the TV guy. Okay. I like that fish tank he has. He needs to clean it though. That's a little. Dirty. Yeah, it's a little. little. He hasn't cleaned it in a while. I think I'm surprised Pete didn't talk to him about that. 
surprised those fish are alive. Three mortal fish. What are you talking about? <laughs> they fight each other. I got to say, when I first saw Sean Connery as an older guy, yeah. I was like, damn, he still looks like a pimp. Like, yeah, you're always used to seeing him as like the, the, the dashing James Bond type. But, you know, like you were saying before, as him being like the mentor type, older type dude, almost like an Alfred. Yeah. He rocks it. So, yeah, like I said, this is the first movie where he started that, that, that run. So to tell you how much of a pimp Sean Connery is, it only took him a week to film his scenes. I believe it. Yeah, and during I that during that during that time, they uh, him and uh, Christopher Lambert got along. They were saying like I was reading about they they got along great to the point where they actually didn't refer to each other as Sean and Chris. They actually referred to each other as her characters. Oh, really? Yeah. So they they became the spawn. That's to the point when it came to do a sequel. Chris said, "If we're going to do it, we have to have Sean back," and he agreed. Yeah, I'm sorry about. Yeah, that. I was just going to kind of do a quick. Somebody should do an apology for that one. Oh, and if man. and if nobody has seen Wait. these the, those sequels, um, there are four total of just a second sequel. That's how bad it is. They would try to get it correct to- four times. Never I thought did. Endgame was pretty good. Endgame was good. The first Endgame. Yeah. But like the ones before that, I don't. I was okay with the sorcerer or whatever. That one had three the, titles. Was it the, the magician or something? They, they had yeah. the magician. The uh, it was there were there were three titles to that one. They had a, they had one that was like a straight to DVD, and I think that was the source. That was like I think the last was, one. Yeah, they that did. was yeah, that was pretty bad. I think the source was was more Duncan than Connor. That was stupid. Yeah. Uh, Endgame, I think, was the uh, the first time uh, Edge did a movie. I think he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was his first first role. You're pooping fish, dude. There ain't no devil's work. Yeah, please tell us how to happen. Oh. <laughs> what nobody ever See, asked. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. See, he's even when he's explaining it, it's very vague. Like he doesn't say it just he compares it to the sunlight. No, like it's unknown. And and in a way, you know how, how we've always talked about like it it leaves that thing the mystery that you don't want to know how it happened, but yeah. it happened. Yeah, there's certain kinda things. Like, yeah, we don't want to, we don't need like, to know. Kind of like when the Force was explained in the, in the prequels. I was like, what? Yeah. I, I was like when the Force was never explained. It's like, you don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a thing. But it, some it, people had it. it the, the Obi-Wan explained the Force the best way. It, it's it's what, it, what's, it is what binds us, you know, and then what's, what holds us together. End of story, period. I didn't need to know there was a magic number to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, that's when it got stupid. 
So, but that's why I kind of like the explanation for this. I mean, we want to. I get what you're saying. Like, you want to know like the, the like the past. I like, want to know the past of gone, the characters. Like, like, like who was like the first one? Like, you know all that yeah, stuff. I don't need to know I, why. I get that, but as far as like you know the description of what it is, I'd rather be left to the unknown. Yeah. Or just not anything that they said to begin with. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, the the ice. Oh, 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 you had to bring that up. <laughs> oh. We've been ta- what were you talking about? We've been tap dancing all around it. <laughs> we're gonna put that on the pole one of these days. Oh, because and hopefully they'll burn the pole oh, down. I hope I hope nobody ever chooses that movie. I mean, as much as Batman and Robin hurt me a lot. <laughs> Highlander 2 is just on a different level on its own. That's all I'm going to say about that. See, this is great. Look at it. The cinematography, the, the training. No, you want to know about that training? There was none. Sean Connery did no training for swords. Um, he refused to. Everybody else did training. He refused well, to. Sean Connery, dude. I mean, yeah, but I, I yeah, Sean Connery cut a couple of – cut him a couple of, himself a couple of times. So he should have well, had you, some training, yeah. Well, you you can tell that he hasn't done anything. Yeah. I mean, he really didn't have any. I can't think of any movie that he's done swordplay. Like James Bond was never swordsplay. No, uh, I don't. I don't think he ever did any like swashbuckling kind of pirate movies. Uh nope, nope, nope. Not that so anymore. yeah, yeah. You know, if you've never touched a sword before, you need training. I know you're James Bond and all, but just saying. And do you remember, I think it was, I think it was years after this, maybe 10 years after this, they made a Highlander animated series. Which one? There were two. It, it was one with Quentin McLeod. Yes. Okay. That was, yeah, that was a, the actual series. There was a anime series also. Was there? I didn't know. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was uh, it was a little interesting. It kind of fell in between Highlander 2 and 1, like it had a bit of a sci-fi thing to it but but you know the one with Quentin McLeod was really good because it had Ramirez again it had Ramirez on there I mean the guy wasn't I mean it wasn't Sean voicing him but the guy who who was there did a pretty good job I have to look that one up well Sean Connery's got one of those voices that a lot of people can you know mimic and certainly they have style (laughs) yeah I mean it's All right, now we're we're stealing from Rocky. There we go. Yeah. Well, they didn't they didn't jump around together. See, I kind of like this part too because it shows like you know what? Hey, you have burdens on you. You're immortal now, but there's some kind of joy in it. You get to live forever. You just got to protect your head, and you get to do all the things that other people can, like without any consequence. Just guard your head. Oh, that beautiful sword falling all the way down. I think he gets he he gets it back because he gets yeah, it. But the top of <laughs> yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. So great. I love that. I think this is the first time I had ever heard the word pendejo before. It's on, yeah, it's he, on and he said it so just <laughs> like an English guy, so, would, so white like, guy. who doesn't know Spanish. Okay, <laughs> so, pendejo. It's so white. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pendejo. <laughs> I 
Now, how, how much time do you think has gone past in this training? I'm thinking like a couple months. Maybe. It's one of those unanswered questions, just like, you know, how much training did Luke really have? And, you know, little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> little things that only I would look notice. Yeah. Well, you would notice too, so I'm not the only one. Now, here comes the gut punch, literally, to Connor. There we go. And here comes the gut punch. And you hear that Highlander theme in the background? Yeah, so I'm saying I think that they did a lot of the scoring after Queen was pretty much done with theirs. See, the thing about it, he was right, though. Ramirez is just looking out for him because now he's bummed because he, he knows that he's right. Because he's going to stay the same age and she's going to grow old and die. See, the way they describe it, he's the oldest. Well, I mean, he we don't know if he is or not. We haven't seen any well, he of the other ones. just said he's over 2,000 years old. Well, just because he's 2,000 years old doesn't mean there's more. See the way he's describing it. There's more than this one Kurgan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, well, the Kurg, well, the Kurgans were a people, just like the Highlanders are a people. He's just the immortal from the Kurgans, and he's just describing what they were like. Now, where the hell did Connor go? Yeah, that one I, I don't think, know. Yeah, it's that's a little wonky. See, because it's night, 
Like, where the fuck did he go? Did he go hunting for food? Because they just got food at the market. See, look at that. You're leaving your wife there with Sean Connery and you're drinking wine. You don't think stuff's going to happen? <laughs> I'm just saying I would never have done that. Ramirez. You know who could have played the Kurgan too if he didn't pass away? He had the voice as well. Who's that? Peter Steele of Typo Negative. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got the look too. Yeah. The, the face. He, and he's tall too. He's huge. Or he was huge. See what I mean with the, the, those sounds of the uh, the swords clanging? Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I like this movie, the way it looks, it's presented like a very dirty industrial type. Well, it's, I mean. I, I, I work like movies like that where just it's not too polished or glossy. It's just, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, with this one, I mean, it's dirty. I like the fact that it's dirty and it shows, you know, what life was like that back then. I'm yeah, sure that, it, I'm sure like, they hey. didn't do a lot of research or anything of that nature, but they made it dirty and gritty looking. Yeah, exactly. That's some sword. Broke a wall down. Hell yeah. It's made out of Russian steel, damn it. I guess so. So the sparks on there, you know how they got those? Oh. Uh, batteries. Car batteries. Really? Yeah. Put one charge on one of the swords, another one on the other, and... Well, you gotta be creative. Fights were very reminiscent of the Obi-Wan Vader fight from the original Star Wars. The mentor fighting, like, what eventually he has to fight. Oh, I was going to say, because they're moving yeah, way too yeah, much. Yeah. They're moving way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, 
I'm just saying it's like the, it's very similar, like the mentor, you know. Jesus. Isn't that an album cover to some kind of Maiden album? <laughs> the stairs like that? It just looks like it. This is a cool shot right here. See, it looks like an Iron Maiden album sleeve. How come he didn't get any lightning? It was all in the background. Oh, there it is. Okay, I see. It was... Yeah, but he had like a short little like Ramirez is pretty powerful. Yeah, two thousand year old. Yeah, you'd think he'd there'd be a little bit more than that. Yeah, it's just like a blip. Gotta be honest, it's a horrible view. It's New York. What do you mean? It's just like a it's like a shitty. That's a. I love that line. Do you cook? I know. I'm thinking of having dinner. Like what? That <laughs> line. I don't think it'll be, if they do a remake, that line won't be in there. No, 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 no. <laughs> if if not, <laughs> McLeod's about ready to get woke real quick. Yep, here we go. So this is the scene I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah. You know, they showed this scene in Endgame. Yeah. Not not the not Avengers. Yeah, Endgame. yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. 
There, there is another end game out there. Yeah. As much as as much as it hurts people. I don't know why they cut this scene. It didn't add to the story so much. I, I mean, think it, it does because you want to know where the assistant came from. Like, yeah, she just showed up and knows. Yeah, like, to me, I always, I always had that. I was like, was she next lover? And she realizes he'll never get old. So yeah, that, that's what I thought. I thought they were lovers at, yeah. at one point. But then you realize it was this. And it's like Nazis. Nice little pun. Yep. Does he say that line again later on? I think he does. Yeah. So I always like that line. Whatever you say, Jack. <laughs> See, I like that. That adds. Because when you saw this scene, it, it, it had no way. Like, what did he mean that was a long time ago? Yeah. What? I've always liked relationships like this in a movie like... Um, like the mentor or like, you know, not, not jilted lover, but somebody like almost like motherly or fatherly who gives you like the advice, like, Hey, you can still move on. You can still do things. I always think like in nowadays movies, that's kind of missing. I mean, you can't have it in every movie, but when it's it's there and it's done right, it just adds a lot. I can't say, that's why I say, I I still think they were lovers though. I know that's kind of weird to say, but uh, no, I don't think so, man. She I don't know. There's a little that, girl. That's kind of weird. But he's everybody's a little girl to him. She was a little girl once to him. Yeah, so but he she, saved her when he was a little girl. That's, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I hope that didn't happen. I, I'm just saying. I just I uh, there's some uh, little hints that I don't know. He's got the sword in there. That's why. If you hear the piano music in the background, Queen. it's the same. It's well, it's yeah, it's the same song that was playing in the bar where they met. Yeah. No, she's a forensic scientist, and she's got a pretty badass apartment. Come on now. It's the movies. You know nobody actually you know lives within what their job is. I know. I know. Three, three months, huh? Well, you look pretty lived in. 
Yeah, it looks like she's been there for a while. <laughs> he knows right away. No sword in there. No, it's it's in the leg, I'm telling you. Acquisitions? Is that such a freaking position? Never heard of that. I like how he just recalls things. Yeah. That he just brings it like, you know, any kind of like um, object or like a drink, he just brings it back to him. Kind of brings me back to that room that he had. Like you could literally make a trilogy based on all the stuff in that room. I think that was, uh, if I recall correctly, do you remember the old Friday the 13th TV series? Yeah, it had no, it had nothing to do with the movie at all. No, they it was almost like the it's, yeah, very. I think there weren't they like a group of like, like it was like basically kind of things. It, it was a shop. It was like an antique shop. Oh, okay, yes, they, that was basically every week would focus on something in that shop. That's why I kind of thought of like, oh, you know, you could literally make a trilogy off everything that Connor has collected throughout the centuries. Yeah, and you could just do like a week, not a weekly show, but you know. I think what I was thinking of, I was thinking of Poltergeist. Poltergeist TV oh, show it was like, you know, like um, they were like a, a paranormal, paranormal group that went out there and helped people. Yeah. Kind of similar because once again, it's the name of a title of a show that had nothing to do with the movies. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of funny. It was like Friday the 13th, the series. Like, oh, it's Jason. Nope. 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 Nothing to do with it. Well, they did have a series of Friday the 13th that did. It was about Jason, right? Mm-mm. No, I thought there was another one that, that that kind of followed him a little bit. I don't recall. And if any of the listeners, you know, do know, please leave your comments on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Nice. Kind of brought her down to earth. Stop being selfish. There it is.
Now, I would be like, where the hell were you? That has to be gut-wrenching. I think the scene is coming up. I think this is it. It's what he kind of knows that, you know, that she's growing old and I'm not. Could you make the best haggis? <laughs> that was it. That's some good haggis. Because mm-hmm. she's, she's got to be in her 80s. I mean, the makeup did the best it could. But yeah, but even She the, still looks low. Dude, she's in her 80s. She's fucking ancient by that time. one of the better scenes right now because when you think about it as I said before and he has had to have lived at least over 300 years after she passes right now because if this is 1508 1563 is it 15 yeah because I, rem- I remember yeah, reading about um, when they were 500 years yeah Five hundred. Yeah. Years. Okay. Because I remember reading of the original timeline that they wanted was he was actually going to be born in like fourteen oh nine. So it was supposed to be like a lot longer, but they like bumped it up to the fifteen hundreds for some reason. I don't know why. I don't. No reason. Yeah, they just when they when they redid the when they redid the original script. They changed it to like bumped it up to this, you know, this year or a hundred years sooner. I don't know why. No, I'm curious because they're eventually going to remake this movie. We all know that no matter how much we want to bitch about it, they're going to yeah. remake it. Do you think they they still go with the Scottish background or do they do add some new wrinkle to it? Well, you would have to because it would no longer be called a Highlander. 
You'd have to call it something else. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just kinda, no, I'm just kind of curious. That's all. No, I mean, if you're going to keep it, if you're going to call it the Highlander, you have to have it take place in the Highlands of Scotland. So kind of would have to do that unless they change I know, the name. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny and like and like say, oh, he's going to come from you know Spain, but you know. No, is there any backstory in this guy? No, not really. I love those uh, New York apartments, by the way, oh, with yeah. the terrace views. That's a great view. I've always wondered one of those. Me too. What are those called? I have no idea. That's <laughs> <Just laughs> <laughs> you knew. Just, yeah. Little boom boom. You know, I've always been fascinated, you know, if you're an immortal, you've lived this long of a time and you get to, you know, make friendships with other immortals. Let's say you don't see somebody, you know, for instance, like, let's say you don't see somebody for two weeks. Hey, man, what's going on? Or a couple months like these guys. Hey, haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been a hundred years. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, the last time they had a party, it was, you know, powdered wigs around. So, yeah, that's it. Can you imagine like a group of those going to a bar and like, mm-hmm. hey man, do you remember what we did when Thomas Jefferson was around? Yeah, you stole his slave. <laughs> <laughs> he knocked his slave up and said it was him. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny, wasn't it? <laughs> Not really. This scene is so ridiculous. Now, if he's killed him as many times as he has, don't you think he would question something about now? Yeah, see, my understanding, because this is where I think in the series, and not just when I say the series, not just like the, the television series, but the movie series as well, they made they made them... Like death in certain ones is they, they literally had to die and like go unconscious. But in other moments, you didn't. Like there, you know, he died and he fell down and he got right back up. Now, why did he kill him for? That was his boy. Because he was pissed off and couldn't kill anybody, so he decided to kill him. The Kurgan doing his best, you know, Johnny Rotten impersonation. Oh, or Sid Vicious. I think he's going for the Sid Vicious look. Probably closer to the yeah, Sid. Okay. But like I said, yeah, I mean, through the series, they all showed like one death one way. Other ones were, you know, like there was one death, I think, in the source. Was it the source? Ugh. Or the magi- or the magician the, or the the the, the, sur- the the sorcerer one, whatever. Like where he literally died and he's in like, he's in New York's like, you know, morgue. 
And he wakes up. You know, every time I think of somebody waking up from the morgue, I keep thinking of that horrible, and I'm going to say to everybody, drink a shot, that awful Doctor Who movie <laughs> that was with Eric Roberts in it. Well, when he was transitioning to the next doctor, he woke up in a morgue. So everybody drink up. Nice. Told you I couldn't go yeah, without a movie without reference. Nope, it. nope, couldn't. Couldn't do it. You know, I totally forgot about this guy. I didn't. I know guys. I, I know people I, like him. <laughs> and it's funny because I, and I, I do too, especially in like my part of the uh, universe where I'm living. They are a dime a dozen out here. Yeah, but the fact I he's mean, got they don't, a they don't all pot- drive but well, no, but the fact that he's got a stack of guns in his passenger side. Yeah, and it's not like you know, oh wait, I got a gun here. No, he's got a stack. No, of he's, guns. he's got a stack, and it's not like you know, a couple of guns, like you know, just like regular handguns. No, it's fucking full automatic shit. How do you get a permit for all those guns? Look at that, and that's an Uzi. Mm-hmm. I think he quoted Rambo. Did you not quote Rambo there? What? Which one? Because he said he said Green Beret. This is for real. No, no, Marine. 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 Oh, he said Marine. I thought he said Marine. Yeah. Okay, Marine. This is for real. Yeah. Okay. He's got a cheap ass sword, though. All right, dude, you're just shooting up the side of a building now. Simmer down. I want to get that shirt. Hey, Moscow. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like that um, the little area right there in the back where they have the condemned cars and all that with the trash. Yeah. When I when I was living in New Jersey, there was like a dime a dozen areas like that where you just had like a you know just an abandoned car just like that. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody towed it away. It was just there. Clancy Brown's eyes can intimidate you. Not not even just his voice and his height, but yeah, his it's eyes. his eyes. Yeah. Like I was saying, I think that's what it was with the with the with the cast and the crew when he was around. Yeah, he 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 just looks intimidating. Oh, and I forgot one of our probably one of our favorite movies that he's in, Comic Con. Oh, that's one of the new. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's good in that movie. No, he's great in that movie. He's but, yeah. great in that movie. Oh. If you ever get a chance, listeners, yeah. check out Comic Con. It's just yeah, it's is it comic called Comic Con? Yeah, I think yeah, it was Comic-Con. yeah Comic Con. Yeah, it's a great movie. Now that's a quickening. See, when he killed Ramirez, that didn't even that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. So this guy must have been stronger. 
Because doesn't the quickening, you know, when it lasts longer than it should, like the amount of power the guy has when he well, kills? it's it's or there's it always like been subjective? different rules for it. It's but some is it's not about the size. <laughs> so that's like, okay. it's, it's not about so much the Careful. size, but the, the but the but the motion. Like what, what you learn, what they knew, you you get their knowledge. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Jesus. I know so I know so many people like that up in up in New York. <laughs> Not worried about his car or his mom. Is that his mom or his wife? No, I don't know. There's a McDonald's like there? Wow. Yeah. That's the eighties for you. Oh, ball-headed guy. He's been in something. Yes, it's a voice. It was the voice that just got me. Now that was a big thing that New York uh, papers did back in the time. They always did like the um, um, there was a headline, if I recall correctly. They had like it wasn't a headhunter, but it was like a serial killer two cop zero. Yeah, that was done during that uh, time. So that's kind of like a little homage. To those New York wasn't New York that? Uh, I don't think it was New York, but wasn't that the uh, Zodiac killer that they were doing? I, that? I, I, be- man, I believe I have to look it up. I but think I Zodiac was San Francisco. Yeah. Now the uh, the detective that we were looking at that act that he has actually been in uh, the Big Lebowski. He was the pawn shop owner in The Crow. 
Really? Yeah, he's he's put on some weight. And Dang, here he, he looks a lot of weight. Here he looks tall in the the other movies I I saw him and I'm like, God, he looks so much shorter. It's like, but yeah, no, yeah, uh, the crow, Barton Fink, Hudsucker Proxy. I mean, he's been in a lot. American Gangster, The Freshman, The Rocketeer. I mean, just so many. It was the voice that was doing it. This this is again this is one of those scenes that just makes me go back to what I want you know the, the history the backstory yeah that's what I like I mean like it shows like oh how, how long has he been alive like where has he been through yeah like on but this, this but, they put, but to, in a way I don't mean to cut you off oh no it's good it's it's kind of pointless that she's going through this research because she knows something about him. Yeah, but I think she's trying to just narrow down what it is. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I just. But what I was trying to say is that, you know, it puts like the writers and the screenwriters, they really put some thought process. You know, if, yeah, how would this be? How would you go about finding out who this was? And it kind of makes sense too because you're gonna find out well how did he get all that money? Uh-huh. You know, obviously he's collected over the ages, but he's had to, probably had to sign it over to himself because he couldn't use the same name over and over again. Yeah. So it's it's like you were saying to just you know jump off that it's like the history, like the lore. This is why I can't believe this movie is so good, and the sequel is just so bad. Yeah. And it's the same right. It's the same writer. It was the same which, crew. Which, kill, which kills me. It's just like, what? Like, were you high? Like, like yeah. did the eighties get to you? Like, they're just like, hey, you know what, guys? <laughs> I got an idea. And instead of the first movie where we thought the Scotland's, yeah, it's like, yeah, they shit. put so much thought into into the first one, and then the second one was like, eh, let's just throw something out there. Yeah, you know what? Guess what? They didn't come from the Scotland. They came from a planet. Zeiss. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? They're, they're, they're prisoners now. And I was like, oh my God, it's horrible. Because when I saw it, I was like, this is the sequel? What? And he's like, I'm from planet Zeiss. I'll never forget that. Planet Zeiss. Yeah. Zeiss? Is that a Dragon Ball Z planet? I mean, like, sorry for your Dragon Ball fans. Well, not just for that comment, just other things. I know. I'm just, I know. <laughs> Once again, just going back, you know, he's lighting the candle for his wife. They never explained why they could never fight on holy ground. Like, it was never explained in this movie, neither. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if, I thought they explained yeah. it in the TV show that I think they did, and it wasn't just but like it was what it was wasn't just what they what was considered holy ground, but it, if one person considered it holy ground, it was holy ground. Is that what it was? Yeah. I thought it was just like any kind of holy, ground. not any church or anything like that. But yeah, it was <laughs> just a dick overall. <laughs> just a dick, man. This.
Oh, don't forget about Mario Van Peebles. He's frozen in ice there. <laughs> I try to forget it. That's a horrible haircut. Jeez, did he do it himself? Really, they're not going to recognize a giant seven-foot guy? Wait a minute. You look like the guy who just killed that one dude. Yeah, I don't know who cut that. Is that a tattoo or is that like just like hair? No, that's hair. I think he I think he uses blade to I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hair. Yeah, he just left that string string of hair there. go where's that priest taking those ultra boys to yeah that, <laughs> i didn't notice that. where's he going oh oh, oh boy <laughs> and that is that is captain mike at here's asylum.com <laughs> just saying Why is he like clipping his? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure throat. out. Why he clip his neck up? Like nobody even cut him in the neck. Yeah, I mean Ramirez I mean, did, but that was you know hundreds of years ago. Yeah, it, and he was scarred up. And does he like pain? I mean, yeah, no, that is a tattoo. He's got a tattoo, and then hair is coming is that out a of the tattoo. Yeah. I thought it was a t- okay. like it's a skull tat. Yeah, it's like it's. But oh, then he's got that, hair coming. That, okay, that looks like a. Oh, you know what that is? That's the helmet that he wore. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And he's got hair growing out of it. From that's pretty cool. That's interesting. I love this line. See, there's a cool element you could you could have just done with that right there. Yeah, like imagine an immortal during the times of like when Christ was sacrificed. You could do like a Roman centurion that you know he actually was one of the guys that killed him, and yeah. you know, and then he was murdered over over the guilt. I mean, you could just do. Oh, I just made it own, my own story. <laughs> Better the burn out, fade away. Just song that that's on. Is that a Pantera song that I keep thinking about? Um, good question. Oh, language song. lady. Why does she keep wearing the same type of earrings? Sadie, dude. Tra- <laughs> and why is the antique shop open so late at night? Night, that's sun out. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's 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 not. Is that sun? I don't know. It's like dark one time, and then it's like looks like sunny the next. It looks like it's dark. 
this look at that. Look at that. has the American flag there. Yeah, some snowshoes. Yeah. Diving gear. Look at that. I love the pan around too. There's just so much stuff in there. There has to be somebody who's watched this movie enough times to know what all that stuff is. Oh, look at that. You know what I didn't notice? What's that? He kept he kept Ramirez's peacock feathers. Oh, did he? In the background. Yeah, if, if, if they flash it back, you'll see it. I never noticed that. You see it? It was just a quick look. Oh, there you are, yeah. And the hat. Yeah, the hat and the whole uniform. Look at that. I never noticed yeah, that. Yeah, me either. Huh. That's crazy. No, that's a man who would do anything to get some action. Yeah, no kidding. You kill himself. Well, I guess if you're if you're a chick, you would have to be impressed. The man just killed himself in front of you. And there's a the version of the um, "Who Wants to Live Forever" Queen Rift uses an instrumental. I think that's on a soundtrack. Well. That one, there is a instrumental version of that. Yeah, on the. On also the soundtrack for the the score, but also on the uh, the it's kind of magic album too. And it's something I one of the things I didn't never knew. I thought that was all Freddie during the. Uh, during that song, it's not. No, uh, actually, it's Taylor, uh, the the drummer. He sings. Roger the, Taylor. Yeah, Roger Taylor. He sings the first verse. Nope, I don't need to see man ass. Uh, he sings. Go. He man sings movie. like he sings the first part of the verse, and then when it jumps up and in, in key, Freddie kicks in, and he does that on both the the both the verses. There we go. More man, but. I guess uh, he's a tiger. He's a lion in bed. This is another. I haven't seen this scene. It's another one. Yeah, there were a few that they dropped into this these. This is one of them, yeah. Wow, that's just a oh, so was this a one-time thing? I guess so. Damn. Yeah, this is where we pick it up. Yeah, because I yeah, because I don't remember. Oh wow, she dissed him. Uh huh.
Does he have a pudding bop? Yeah. That's a jello pudding bop. <laughs> I don't know why she thinks that, it, you know, going inside a apartment is going to help. I would run, lady. Call the cops. And here's that version of Queen or yep. Freddie Mercury doing uh, New York, New York. No, this, this one's this one's called "Don't Lose Your Head." I know that one. Don't lose your head. Dun, dun, dun. He loves Lincoln's man. I gotta admit, those deleted scenes add a lot to the movie. A lot, add a lot more. Yeah, and like I said, I, they weren't deleted in the original. They just weren't released here in the U.S. Everybody else got it when it was released o- overseas. They saw those scenes in the theater. We didn't. They was just for some reason they chose to remove them from here. <laughs> and even this, I don't remember this much havoc. Him causing this much havoc. There's, there's the- a lot. Of, he had a lot. There's a lot of added car scenes or crash scenes. Seven brothers. I wonder if they're still around. See, this is new right here. Oh, no, this part. No, this was in the original. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him going over the rail like that. Yep, there's... That's Freddy? Yeah. Like I said, yeah, this whole song has been New York. It's just been a long intro. Silver Cup. Ooh, you're. I love this scene. Just the way the car's clanging off the mm-hmm. bridge. The sparks. I got to find that song. They, t- they never released it, dude. It's never. on YouTube? No, never. Oh, they, they, really? This one, that version of what you just heard, that little bit is probably it. Yeah, they never released that song. That's crazy. And it's one of those. It's one of those unreleased songs of his that it didn't hit. A was never released on a Queen album. Was never released for this. Just nothing. Because, like I said, you know, before there was there was no soundtrack to this. his daughter
See that by that one scene where you where you see him pick her up during World War II, I'm thinking it just adds a lot. Now you know, okay, you know what these guys yeah, there they is. Had he, a love. he did they that. Had a love. It was like a father daughter thing. It's just yeah. like okay, that it's just funny how like literally a five minute scene can add to yeah. something. Well, that, right there, it just all add, yeah, it added to that. That you know, he said it's a kind of magic to her again. You know, yeah. so it kind of. When I used to visit my grandmother and um, in Brooklyn, she lived in Flatbush. Um, my parents used to take me and my brother over that bridge, and we used to pass by that every day. I don't think it was called Silver Cups. It was called something else, I believe. I love the ambiance, man, the background. It's kind of like that industrial look I've always told you about. Yeah. It just adds. It's gritty. Like I can you imagine a Batman movie like this? Gritty. What is that thing in the background? Do you hear that? I swear, it almost sounds like Freddie singing like, a little bit, but it's like distorted. It's, it's like dis- almost like distorted voices. Yeah. Okay. But one of them, one of them sounds like Freddie. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a, a thing to call back to the beginning where uh, yes. Sean Connery. Had yeah. It. See, I find more good things about this movie every time. Big difference between when Ramirez fought the Kurgan and Christopher Lambert. You could tell these guys trained for a while. Well, yeah, I mean, like I was saying with with Sean, he just didn't want to learn, didn't want to learn to sword I mean, fighting. There are two stars at a movie, so they're going to have to learn more. But I'm just saying, it's just Ugh. Now, do you remember him always having that brown leather jacket on, and not the trench coat, or am I just seeing things? No, remember when uh, he let, checked the voicemail, and Rachel was talking to him before he walked out. He put the he put that leather on. Okay, okay. It was, I'm, I'm, I'm just, for some reason, it was it was trench coat him. through most of the movie, but yeah, he grabbed that leather jacket. Okay. Oh, good old freaking seventies, eighties movie! You got yeah. that, you got that big water tower dropping. That was a big thing during the eighties movies, man. That water tower dropping. Very creature from the Black Lagoon. 
I'm just picturing this movie like in modern times, like now with the special effects that they could use. I mean, you got to find the right two actors to do it because, you know, without the chemistry of like, you know, the Kurgan being the ultimate bad guy and, and basically Christopher Lambert being the, you know, the huge underdog. Yeah. I mean, that, that idea that I saw, that I saw online where they were talking about uh, like Batista, I could definitely see Batista. No, no, no but Batista, I, yes. Because he can, he can, somebody who's, that's kind of like, it has to be the underdog. Like you can't choose yeah. somebody like the rock. Because then it makes no sense. It's like, okay, yeah. they're two big strong guys. I mean, even Reynolds I can see. Yeah. But I don't but, but I don't want the I don't want the smart ass Reynolds. I, I want Yeah, I want the serious Reynolds, man. You know what'd be good? I was just thinking about it now. I don't think you would probably agree, is uh, Oscar Isaacs. I kind of could see that actually. I don't. Oh, why, I don't. Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't do it. I mean, it's him and, and Batista, man. That'd be interesting. For the woman, you can cast really anybody. I, mean, I could almost see a Rachel McAdams there. Yes. I know she doesn't want to play the damsel in distress as much, but I mean, definitely, I can. And I think it's mostly that this girl looks like McAdams too. She does. I very, could see. Yeah, she does. Or since we are in a Keanu song, so how about a Keanu Reeves? Ooh. <laughs> well, I tell you what, they said Chad Chazaski. Chazaski, I forgot his name. They said he was up to direct the Hounder reboot. So, yeah. I mean, can you imagine what the way he stunt Corgi up? Oh like yeah, John Wick with this. Yeah, put sword. Yeah, give give a give John Wick a, a sword now. Give John Wick a sword, man. Instead of gung fu, you got what sword fu? There you go. So good. I didn't like the close-ups too much. Yeah, again, it, this his uh, forte was music videos. If you really look through the movie itself, you'll see some certain scenes that were very weird. That was one of the big complaints from like the um, a lot of the movie critics were the angles. Like if you remember the scene where he uh, where he's being uh, interrogated, it, they they didn't come across like eye level. They came across like at like hip level. The camera swooped into the room at hip level and came to the table as if it was like a child. You know, it was like at that low. And so that's one thing you would need a you would need a big guy that could play evil, but play a bit of that camp thing, like that whole like cheesy. I think Batista could do it. Yeah, that's something. Because I, I mean, if if you've never seen, did you ever see uh, Blade Runner, the second one? Yes. yes. I, I thought. On, yeah. I thought. I thought. Batista. I thought he, I thought was, he I did thought he great in that movie. So I know he can act. I mean, he he's got some acting chops in him. I mean, he was only around for the first part, like literally the first half. But like, that part—that's fifteen minutes. But, that's it. But Kirkin's not that you, big of a part. He he comes in and in and out, in and out. You know, so you don't. He doesn't need to hold a. There you go. Yeah, now seeing this part done, mm-hmm. seeing this part done, you know, in today's with today's special effects, yeah, definitely that. Oh my god, can you imagine? Like even this, the glass breaking and he's yeah. absorbing the power and just well, just uh, the the bad lightning effect. Yeah, so that could the that bad could, lightning <laughs> effect. 
And there is a very Steven Spielberg-esque Indiana Jones scene. Look at that. See, the, the dragons are coming. Yeah. It's cool. How come they didn't, they didn't go back to this, like, in the quickenings after this? Well, this is the main one. This is everything. This is the, the prize. So... They didn't think they were going to do sequels. Yeah, no, no. When they did this, this was a one-off. They know, were. It's still. It's just so cool. Like you yeah. can see, like all the hate he's absorbing. There was actually an episode of the Highlander series that actually went to. Um, it was something called the Dark Quickening. Yep. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that. I remember those. Yeah. We're gonna have to do the Highlander series one day. Just like you know, pick our favorite episodes and just dissect them. The Dark Quickening was one of my favorites. Which basically yeah. means, listeners, you know, if you ever get a chance, do watch the Highlander TV, TV series that was with uh, Adrian, Adrian Paul. Paul. Yep, Adrian very Paul. Good. Yep. Very good. Very good. So watch that after watching this movie. Yeah, it, it sticks to the same rhythm of, you know. The original. But do not yeah. watch it after watching part two or three. Uh, just don't please. watch part two or just, part three. Just don't watch it at all, please. I have a feeling we're going to end up watching that movie. See, he never mentions what it is, though. No, he just says, I, I can help people understand. I can do... Yeah, I, I can, that's what I like that's, about it. It's that, or is that mystery to it. You don't know yeah. what it is. Just remember, folks... Every time you hear that echo, just think of Sean Connery sitting on the can. Just remember that. Bloop. <laughs> See, he just brings the whole movie back around yeah. in, in like two minutes. And that's it. And that's why, that's why they said they never saw it as a sequel. They never a, saw a this, trilogy this, out of this. what this. kills me. It's, it's like, I understand. It's like, you make this first movie so good. And then you make the second movie just so no. bad. Because honestly, they, they made a good movie. They made a perfect wrapped up movie. All right. I know I'm not yeah, saying about it, perfect it, movie because there, I'm sure there are people out there that will, you know, argue with me, you know, but a perfectly wrapped up, put a bow on it. Like literally, there's nothing wrong with this movie. There was a distorted Freddy voice, by the way. Yeah. That's why one of the things I thought was so great when I was watching uh, Talladega Nights, and, and that gets brought up, uh, Ricky Bobby and uh, and uh, Claude or whatever the, the French oh, the yeah, race car driver. Oh. What what is this Highlander you speak of? It's the greatest movie, <laughs> movie ever. Ever. And then when he finally watches it, 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 I watched the, the Highlander. It was shit. <laughs> the that was Sasha Baron Cohen, wasn't it? Uh, was that no? I don't, was that? I don't think that was Sasha. I think it was Sasha. I think it was. Was it? I'd... I have to look. Well, Elsa Fisher is in that movie too. Oh, another redhead, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah, that's another one. But no, yeah. um, but I just I died laughing when uh you know when they brought that up. I was like, the Highlander was the shit. <laughs> Let's see. Was it Sasha? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Sasha. I'm yep. actually yeah, waiting it to was, put it yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, Jean Girard. 
Jean-Gerard. And his and his uh his his husband Gregory played by Andy Richter, which I oh, that was Oh well he was, was so great. good. He had the beard. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. And the, them raising gay gay uh, German shepherds. I just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that was that was a great movie. I, we ha- <laughs> I know we, there's a lot of movies going to put in the list, but we yeah, have to put that one. But we'll have that to we'll to. have to start doing comedies because that was uh, we have to start doing comedy. If we're going to do good movies and really bad ones, yeah. we got to do comedy. And honestly, if you talk to anybody, some people will say that that's kind of both a good and a bad movie. Uh, really, I yeah, think it's a really good movie. A lot of people don't like Will. That's what it really boils down to. It's a lot because of because they probably don't understand his humor. That's what it, it is. is. I mean, it, yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, there is a sort of balance of potty humor to him, but there's also some like you have to think about it too about what he's saying. You know, it's, it's like he's going to say a joke, and you're like, okay, that, yeah, there is a that is a. By the way, just to go back to the movie, the ending credits. There's a guy who's uh, classified. His name is Prince Howell. He's a guy called Drunk in a Hotel. That's his character's name. Oh, he was probably the one going, "Hey, man, you got a drink? You got some? You got some weed? Nice, Sorry. drunk in a hotel." I'm just saying, <laughs> but you know, just with with Will, that's one of the things I think is a lot of people is like sometimes his his humor can be too highbrow, and other times it's just you know dumb, you know, and that's it's like Step Brothers, so good, and then you watch um, Holmes and Watson, just awful. Yeah, well, I'm one of it's my like it, one of my favorite movies from him was uh, Stranger Than Fiction. And it was it wasn't a comedy. It was it was a straight him playing a straight character. Really, and it's basically it's basically him as a he's an IRS auditor. Oh, isn't that the one with um, Maggie Gyllenhaal yeah. in that movie? Yep, and they and what and he has to go in and uh, audit, audit her, him. and he starts falling. No, 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 he audits her. Yeah, he audits her because he he's falls a, in love with her because she's so different. But it's the it's the cast in the background. You have Queen Latifah. You have Dustin Hoffman. You have. Um, what uh, the Queen Latifah is a, a is a uh, assistant to a, a a writer who she's trying to write the perfect story, but every single one of her every single one of her people that she writes about they all die. Well, it comes to find out that she's writing about Will Ferrell's character because he starts hearing her voice. Isn't wait wait, wait I think Emma Thomas is thank in you that yeah movie. That's, she's yeah. like she's the editor she's right? she's, she's the big editor no she's the she's, writer. Oh, she's the writer. She's, okay. she's the author writing it. Queen Latifah's sent there to help from her uh, editor to help her write the book. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is a Dustin Hoffman is a um, is a psych is a teacher professor of uh, literature, and so because he's talking, he talks to the, to a doctor, and the doctor's like. Well, you're not going crazy. He's like, but I hear somebody telling a story, and they're like, "Well, is it a comedy or is it a is it a tragedy?" He's like, "I don't know." So he has to go meet Dustin Hoffman to figure out what his life is, but what what you know what story is being told. It just it's just very interesting. But the one I remember the movie because it was one of the things that he had like very a lot of quirks in that movie, and one of them yes. was that he brushed his teeth. 38 times yeah that but there was that also was one of the I there were like really cool little visuals of like you were you found out how anal he was like when he walked into the bathroom with dustin hoffman and dustin hoffman walks over takes a piss and you can see visually you, you you can see like they do a little graphic thing and it shows it shows will ferrell's character counting out the tiles in the bathroom and then yeah. as soon as they walk out of the bathroom he and dustin are still talking and he stops him and goes how many tiles are in the bathroom because he was trying to tell him how anal he is, and he's like, "What do you mean? I didn't count them." And but we all know mentally, he, yeah. yeah. So it's and again, it's one of those ones that like really, like really hit home, I guess, in that my time in 
of my life. And I just like, it was one of those ones that stuck with me. And I was like, so when I hear people go, well, Will Ferrell can't act. I'm like, yeah, go watch that movie. It's not a great movie. It didn't get a lot of, you know, great, you know, it's probably ranked as one of his worst ones, but I just thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, it's kind of a different movie. So, so we'll definitely try to reach out to other movies. So yeah, but yes. this this one this week was definitely a It's one of favorites of mine. I'm it is, it. yeah, and it's it's one that was kicked around in our in our list, so that's why we didn't put a list out this week. Uh, to uh, to figure out a week because well, this one had shown up from time to time just like, you know, instead of putting up the polls, you know, if we feel a movie that we both like and actually want to sit down and watch and just critique it for a while. You know, the Highlander is going to be the first of probably many that will actually just say, hey, you know what? Instead of just putting the poll, we're going to do this this week. So, but as always, it's always a pleasure doing it with you, Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, we will be uh, putting, I don't know if this week we'll do another poll. We may uh, just dig into our, our little, uh, our, uh, our listing uh, of uh, movies that we've been wanting to do and just start it up. But we're going to be doing them at least, you know, to, to a month. So this one will drop on July. So this will count towards July. But I know July is a little bit longer month than normal. So, but yeah, you can make sure you guys, uh, you guys do check us out uh, at heroesasylum.com and uh, you know check out our our social media groups. Yep, we're starting to get up there. The followers are good. Thank you for the downloads, by the way, the likes and the shares. We truly appreciate it. Um, we're just, we're building the page. We're building the community as we have done every single week. The Facebook page is the main area of contact for both of us. Um, as I said before, and I'll say it again. Actually, I'm not going to say it this time because I'm tired of saying it. But the webpage is run by me and Mike. Nobody else. There's no, no third party. You can reach us there very quickly for any kind of questions, answers. Maybe there's a comic book that you can recommend to us. Totally going to read it. Maybe there's a movie you can recommend to us. Totally going to see it. Just, you know, give us a shout out. Give us a like, a tweet. Keep going. And keep building up that community that you're helping us build. That's right, folks, and uh, stay tuned for to uh, here shortly. We will have our Heroes Asylum Spider-Man issue coming out. So, till then, sweaty forever. Get to the asylum. Alrighty. What did you send me? I wasn't reading that. No, I told you that I dropped my thermos. That was my bad. I said, "Can you just edit it out?" And oh then yeah. I sent you, then I sent you another thing about uh, Acme. Just they're doing a uh, Saturday, August a day thing over here. Acme so. Comic Creator Con. Oh, cool. I'll have to check that out. Talk to Josh. See what that is. Yeah, I'll be. I'll, I'll watch. I'll see Josh next week. Yeah, I saw him this week, but he was running around busy. So well, get if, he's busy, if, he's, if he's busy, that's good. Yeah, I mean, even we're this middle of the day on a Wednesday, <laughs> he was he was running around busy. So I was like, wow. I f- I thought it would be slow in there when when Steve and I got there. Uh hmm. What is that website you don't like? Is it wegotitcovered dot com? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. It's okay, so I don't want to tell you this thing. Yeah. Probably some bullshit. They got a, They've had a couple on there. Well, wait, it's it's just an inter- it's an interesting one. They did they put down. What's that? It's um. Let me see where is it. I just had it. I, I put it down because I didn't want to read it. Uh, okay, here it is. Uh, Dave Batista. No, Lucasfilm eyeing Lucasfilm is eyeing Dave Batista for Darth Bane. Hmm. 
I mean, okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it could, he's, he's just big and round-headed, so, I mean, I can kind of maybe see him go, go on that route. I mean, there's, you know, whatever. 